Does Ohio State have a Ryan Day problem? You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Some of you out there heard that question and you thought, man, you are crazy. Why would you ask that? Well, tap into today's show and hear all about why that's a valid question to ask. Welcome in, Buckeye fans, to a Wednesday edition of Locked on Buckeyes here on Wednesday, January 3rd in the new year in 2024. I am your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens podcast, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. Joining us today during one of the oddest times that Jeff and I have ever done a show was Jeff Hunt. He is now not retiring the podcast. It's unretired. He's the host of the Jeff and Esports podcast. You can hear him all across the Off the Ball Network. And before we bring Jeff in, I want to make this comment and answer the question I just asked. Does Ohio State have a Ryan Day problem? Absolutely, yes, they do. Yes, I think it's obvious at this time that we don't. We don't. It's a the question mark is obligatory at this point. Like, there's absolutely a Ryan Day problem. Uh, Again, thanks for having me on, Jay. Um, I I said it before the show. Um, I wish we. I wish we could go back in time ten years. Uh, We'd had a lot more fun doing these shows. But this is what we're. This is what we got. Um, Here, the the one statement that I will say for Buckeye Nation is that I hope that we've realized that we've hit rock bottom, but the record's only eleven and two. Like that's a good place to be. You you don't want to you don't want to let this thing drag out any farther. You don't want to you know turn to turn a blind eye anymore. You don't want to you know say say oh next year anymore. Like you got to realize now at at eleven and two, think things are not going great for high state football. You know I didn't expect Jeff to come on here and immediately at the top of the show be the voice of reason to say guys we're eleven and two it's rock bottom that's where we are but that's where we are with this show and Jeff and where his mind currently is with the state of Ohio State football Jeff it's not fun right now coming on here after losing to the team up north a month ago whatever that nonsense was they watched in the Cotton Bowl it's not fun coming on here and discussing if Ohio State has a Ryan Day problem. We talked previously, and I said, I'm not ready to let him go just yet. I think he's fine. (laughs) I'm off the bandwagon, bro. I'm off of it. There's a problem in Ohio State. Ryan Day is part of the problem. And if the solution is getting rid of him, I understand why that is possibly the solution. So something I thought of earlier, and and I I, I keep trying to come up with like, because I understand like you you can throw out the percentages at me and all that. I don't care. Like, I, you know, we watch the games. We all I think everybody's in agreement now, you know, that there's an issue. And so the only thing I can pinpoint and and I've said this since the day that they gave they gave Ryan Day the job. Not he, he didn't earn like I won't say he didn't earn it, but like he was there. He's in position. They gave him the job. I honestly think that he he is a good football coach. He's a yes. quality football coach. Absolutely. But two things, two things. He's a football coach that needs players that are already self-motivated. Like he's a pro coach. Like you bring in Justin Fields, who is ready to go. Well, then things are going to go good. Yeah. CJ Stroud, who's ready to go. Things are going to go good. When he had to take so much effort to get drag McCord through this season and teach him and, and, and come along together, then you saw what was left over. Obviously, Devin Brown had made no progress through the season. Oh um, obviously, the, obviously, the you know the Kleinholtz doesn't even. I'm not even sure he was at practice. Um, so, like Day Day is a coach of players that are already ready 
ready to make that next step. Um, what what college football coaches have to be, or a staff has to be, or, or is a group that makes the players better, teaches them how to be self motivated, teaches them how to think. I think that Ryan Day thinks he does a great job in practice, but I think the reason that guys specifically like Jim Tressel and Urban Meyer succeeded is because they started at the very bottom, the ground up, and they saw what it took to fight, to fight and claw to be a good football team, to overcome better football teams, to overcome even equal talent, like all these things. When you start, like Ohio State cannot be your first coaching job because like you have, you have, all the talent, all the tools in the world, especially with the the portal and NIL and all this, like it's about like, you know, it's a, it's a, you're, it, the, the big time jobs are about taking your know, great players and getting to the notch above. And what Urban Trestle did was took good players and got the most out of them, taught them how to think for themselves and taught them how to be players. You could see what happened, you know, in that bowl game was like, once you're, you know, what's your top tier guys, your leaders, so to speak, were gone. There was nobody to pick up the pieces. Uh, nobody, nobody was in charge. There was no, there was no second plan. There was no fallback. There was none of that. Um, you know, it was, so it's, it really exposed the type of coach that Ryan day is. If you tell me Ryan day is going to bring in all this ready talent and, and make a run at it, I believe you, but sometimes you got to get the talent ready. Um, the guys that leave Ohio state, aren't any better than the guys that come into Ohio state. I know that was long winded, but it was, it was Friday nights. All you need to see. Jeff there's one thing that you mentioned when you mentioned Jim Trestle, that is underrated about him as a head football coach. He gets all the attention about what he did at Ohio state beating Miami. Some say he killed the dynasty and great. There's narratives and conversations and maybe a 30 for 30 down the road about that thing that happened <laughs> there in that what Oh, two, 03, whatever it was, Fiesta Bowl, yeah. BCS National Championship game. But one thing that's underrated about him, Jeff, he won multiple national championships at Youngstown State before coming to Columbus. And he was there. And I just looked this up to get the exact date and numbers. He was at Youngstown State as he head coach, not in an assistant role, from 1986 until the year 2000. So he's not just winning. You mentioned it. Figuring out how to get guys where they are, bring them up to a, a different level, and then bring them up to a level that they didn't think they could play at and get everything you could out of them. So I do understand why people complain about Ryan Day and say, well, Ryan Day is his first head coaching job. It's hard as Ohio State. But, Jeff, you said something that's very true. It can't be your first head coaching job. This isn't like any other program in the country. You may say, Jay, is it different than Alabama? Absolutely. USC? Absolutely. I don't think Alabama, I don't think Ohio State would have ever dealt with the Clay Houghton era at, at USC like USC did. I, I think you give two years of that maybe or yeah. maybe, maybe a year. I don't know. But I don't think that Ohio State would have dealt with that like they did out there in Southern California. Jim Tressel, those years where he figured out, one, how to be a head coach in college football, how to, two, how to recruit, three, how to win, four, how to do it consistently. That all came into effect when he moved from Youngstown State to Ohio State. He learned a lot of things there at Youngstown that helped him at Ohio State. And I think Ryan Day in his first job as a head coach at any level 
He's learning. Two losses at this university ain't, 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 ain't going to cut it. But I think he's also learning. He's made a lot of mistakes over the past couple of years, made a lot of mistakes over the past month that have us having these conversations today about him as Ohio State's head coach. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And everybody, you know, throws out the record at us. But here's the here's the real deal. Uh, he's lost these last two games the last two years in a row. So the two most important games of the year he's lost them. I don't I don't care what they look like in that Georgia game. Awesome. I put most of that on CJ Stroud. If you want to pin oh, yes. a moral, oh, if, gosh, you wanna, right. if you want if you want to pin a moral victory on, you know, the uh, Georgia game, give it to CJ Stroud. That was not a Ryan. And if anything, Ryan Day got in the way. Um so and then you know you know he loses the big game to Oregon. He loses you know three in a row to Michigan. He it just like on he's got the one the last game that we really felt good about was 2020 playoffs versus Clemson. That's the last time that we felt like we overcame like the Notre Dame this year. Notre Dame win this year was good. Last year was all right, but really the last time we felt good about like yes this team can be dominant was 2000. 20 versus Clemson. Um, that, that's just a realism of it. Yes, he hasn't lost another Big Ten team. Yeah, most teams don't. Um, again, if you if you want to root for a team that's really good and and wins most of their conference games and you know goes to a bowl game that can't lead to a championship, uh, yeah, that's fine. They Ryan Day's your guy. Like I, I will give you that. Like you know that this is not where we're at. This is a team that. All summer we hear about how hard they're working. All summer we hear about the recruits. All summer we hear about this and the anger. We've heard for four years now how angry they were and how how they were going to beat Michigan, and they've got tossed around for three years in a row. Yeah, like th- these 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 teams don't have the fire. They don't have the anger, and I don't blame the players because I will guarantee you that in practice they think they're doing what they need to do because if you're a young player you haven't played under Urban Meyer you haven't played under Nick Saban you haven't played under these Kirby Smart like you think like we're trying we're 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 doing everything we can do to win this game that this is why when these guys come into a program and turn it up a notch, like we saw happen to Oregon this year, we saw happen to Washington recently. Like we see all these teams that we, you know, take it up a notch. You're like, Oh, okay. That's different. Like you got to get like, if you tell a kid they're doing their best and they believe you, then that's the end of it. You know what I mean? Like they have to know they have to fight. They have to claw. Like, I don't know. At some point that's got to be instilled in them. Jeff, there's a comment that came to my mind or a thought that came into my mind when you mentioned Washington, when you mentioned Oregon, and it's going to come at you next here on Locked on Buckeyes. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Jeff, this year's Ohio State football team 
in the expanded Big Ten next year. I think if they had now next year's schedule is not going to be the same because I think next year's schedule is a little soft for Ohio State's benefit. But if they had to play two West Coast schools, let's say they have to go to Oregon and USC comes here with a new quarterback in Lincoln Riley. And actually, think about that. Last time Lincoln Riley came to Columbus, he won the game. So yep. there's there's more at fuel to the fire there with that with him coming back to Columbus. But then you also have to add in other schools out there in the Big Ten are going to have more of the same talent Ohio State has. So I say all that to say this year's team in an expanded Big Ten might have two Big Ten losses before heading to a bowl game. <laughs> Because if you can't beat Michigan, that's already an L right there. If you are going to struggle with Missouri, you're going to lose to Washington. You're going to lose to you're going to lose to Oregon. You're going to lose to USC, and you might fall to UCLA. And UCLA is not Missouri. They're not one of the upper echelon of the sport. But trust me, that's a good football team. Chip Kelly, Ryan Day, they're buddies. If you don't think that Chip Kelly knows how to get the upper hand on Ryan Day, you're crazy. This year's football team would do. Bad, I say not bad things. Let me change that. This year's Ohio State football team would struggle yeah. when you have all that talent coming from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten next year, which worries me, Jeff, about the future if Ryan Day is the head coach in this present state over the next few years. Yeah, they've, they've and again, I, we've I've said it on your show, I've said it on my show, I've said it on uh, Mo Murphy's show. Like it's already, we've already held on a year too long, and I stand by. Because here's the thing: to touch on your point, as I watch the games, I'm like, Ohio State. You know, if you just look at bowl season and look at how you prep, look at your look at the talent, look at everything. They looked worse than Oregon. They looked worse than Washington. They oh looked my gosh. worse than Michigan. They looked worse than USC. They they looked worse than Penn State. Like at, at best. They look like the sixth best team, you know, in the in the Big Ten going forward. Like, and that's an honest assessment. Oh, now bad. we we also talked to be fair. I know everybody is shouting at the radio right now, and we thank you for listening. <laughs> and they want they're throwing stuff. We also agreed that with McCord and Harrison and the team that we had in November, they beat Missouri. I understand that, but we're talking. I'm just talking about what I saw on the field in the bowl games. Ohio State was the sixth or seventh best Big Team Big Ten team I saw uh, going into next year. Um, that's a real thing. Jeff, we have had conversations, you, myself, Mo. One day it's going to be all three of us together on one show, and that'll be one monster <laughs> show. That's going to be a bigger show. That's a lot of <laughs> – Hey, hey, so one thing I realized – I'll get to this start here in a second. I'm long-winded already. We All three of us can host solo shows, but whenever yeah. we come on somebody else's show, it's like, well – you might need to wait four minutes because the guy's going to go on a rant. And Mo, Mo's been on here multiple times, four minutes, four and a half minutes. Five. I'm like, hey, bro, just keep going. Let it let it keep going. Yeah. Let it flow. I love it. But, Jeff, I do – I'm kind of concerned, man. I'm really kind of concerned um, about next year. I've talked a lot about the unproven quarterbacks over the past few weeks, past few months. That's not going to change. We're going to talk quarterbacks here on this show for a long period of time. Once Ryan Day announces a new head coach, assuming he's a head coach next year, uh, we're going to talk about that new, I mean, a new starting quarterback. We're going to talk about, talk about that quarterback and what to expect from him. But when you think about Ohio State's roster going into next season, running back room in totality, unproven. I We know what Henderson, I think I know what Henderson can be. Hayden, spot duty every now and then. Receivers, 
Abuka is still here, but the rest are unproven. Offensive line, <laughs> that needs a lot of work. Quarterback is unproven. D-line, Michael Hall Jr. just went to the NFL. I don't know if anybody else is going to declare. They lost a depth piece in Jaden McKenzie. Didn't really play that much. Steel Chambers off to the NFL. Eichenberg, I believe he's off to the NFL as well. Uh, secondary, not Proctor's gone. I wish we could get him a yeah. another year with what we got this year. This goes into why I am so nervous. One about an, an expanded Big Ten, Jeff. But with the way that Ryan Day has put this roster together, we're going to go into another year. Yeah, the defense may be more proven than the offense, but another year like we were this year. We got to figure some things out weeks one, two, three, and four to hope Ohio State has a shot in the Big Ten Championship. It's not a definite thing anymore, which makes me really nervous because defensively, we're going to have some new pieces. I would love to see the Jack position, Jeff, on the field. But even that, that's not seen. I'm nervous about the roster currently because even if you bring in transfers, that culture, the way that it currently is, one, you're going to have a hard time beating Michigan. Two, you're going to have a hard time winning the Big Ten Championship. And three, you're not winning the Natty. No, no, it's crazy. Um, and that's that's what we want to see in the bowl game. What what do we all say about the bowl game going in? Like, we we understood the situation. We understood everything. Let the young guys play. And let's see what happens. We got none of that. Like, we didn't get to see, like, the defense played hard, but most of the, the best defenders in that game are leaving. Um, honestly, I think after the game he put in, I think Sawyer's going to go. I don't know why he wouldn't. Um, oh, I, dude, I, he, he played phenomenal at the end of yeah, the game. Yeah, what, what he'll never play a game better than that. And that's that's credit to him, um, you know, as much as, you know, the, the flack he's taken for, you yeah. know, a few years. But um, so, like, most of what you saw in that defense is gone. And so, like, you don't, you can't really, you can't really worry about that. Now, I do, I do think that high State's talented enough on defense to like they'll roll out guys there, and in a, in a few weeks we we'll like, oh, they're okay. But here's my, here's the problem. This is you can't play football in this day and age without a quarterback. We don't have a quarterback on this roster that's thrown a meaningful touchdown. Like, think about that. We don't have a quarterback on a high State's roster that's thrown a touchdown that mattered. That is worrisome. Like you, ev, you got everything in the basket of hope, and I think we're down now to if like it's it's Will Howard or bust, right? Oh god, or we're going to or we're going to roll with the true freshman. I mean, that's it. That that is the scariest part because here's the thing: you we saw it with C.J. Stroud his sophomore year, as as good as he wound up being, it still bit us early against Oregon, it still bit us against Minnesota. I know we, we me and you talked about it. We did the show mm -hmm. after the game, like. You still like you can't fight through those games with an, a below average quarterback, and that's you know so it, it doesn't it doesn't matter how good they are in week twelve if you can't get through like you said you can't get through weeks you know four five and six so that that's my biggest problem to go back to what Days did is like the depth and the preparation of this roster I it 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 actually is confusing it is not a next man up program but yet it's the biggest football program in the world. Like those two things don't make any sense. Uh, it's it's it, it bothers me a ton. Like you should have you should have freshmen and sophomores fighting, stealing time, taking jobs. Like when under Urban Meyer's regime, for instance, like guys would take positions. Like Joshua Perry lost playing time. One, yeah. The all Big Ten Joshua Perry lost playing time because guys just wouldn't give up and like took snaps. Like we're not seeing that. We're seeing this weird like we're seeing this weird like 1980s college basketball thing to where like, nope, 
it's 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 all the upperclassmen, and then you guys get some playing time, and then your turn's next. Like that is not college football. Like every other great team in the country is like, oh, if you're good enough, get in there. Like we we don't care. And that's it's this there is no next man up. They don't seem prepared. They don't seem hungry. Um, again, I I don't know what the what the, what the plan is. It's uh the roster bothers me a lot because I know there's a lot of talent. Great, yeah. awesome. Looks 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 great on your stars and the recruiting sites and all that. But we need to see you develop on the field. Like Sonny Styles should be jumping off the page by the bowl game. That that dude should look like everybody right now should be going, oh my gosh, this guy's going to be awesome next year. And it's just like, oh, he was there. You know what I mean? These guys ought to be jumping off the page at us. We ought to have a quarterback. Whoever the quarterback was that started next, like Devin Brown should have, just like we saw at USC, Devin Brown should have had 400 yards in that game and been like, I'm ready to go. Win or lose, it wouldn't that wouldn't have mattered. But to not even be able to like get a pass off, uh, the you know the offensive line's an absolute train wreck. Oh my! Uh, whatever's going on with the Jeff, that was one of the worst offensive line performances I've seen under Ryan Day, and maybe in my time being the host of yeah. this show, I have never seen the O line play that bad. And for them to say two weeks before the bowl game, we're going to switch our center and guard, and our guard is a guy who's a back who's played maybe may, maybe fifty snaps all season. I don't care if it's Justin Fry. I don't care if it's Hartline, the OC. I don't care if it's Ryan Day. I don't care who it is. That's one of the worst decisions I've seen since I've been hosting this podcast since the 2020 yeah. season. And I hope, I hope they had some internal conversations where somebody used a full load of words so they really felt how the person <laughs> was feeling about that decision because that was atrocious. And to go even further, Jeff, I didn't know this was going to come out now, but I got a little annoyed. The fact that you roll that out there, and don't make a change after the first series? Stupid. What are we doing? This is Ohio yeah. State. This isn't some school at the group of five level or bottom feed the power five school. This is Ohio State. We have seen you have offensive linemen that can play better than that. But for some reason in that game, you thought that was a move so Matthew Jones could get some film at center for the NFL? Well, if that was your plan, it backfired because that was not good film for him for the next level. Yeah, that's true. If any, it, like, it's like every player on the field looks worse for that game. Um, complete, I mean, just a complete meltdown. Uh, and again, this is all goes to the coach of like, like, how many times have I said it on your show, Jay? Like, what didn't you see in the summer that led to this? And this is the oh, same gosh. thing. What didn't you see after, you know, after, you know, uh, November 25th that led to this? Like, what aren't you, whatever it is you're not seeing is your flaw as a coach. Like I think you're great on a whiteboard. I bet I bet your X's and O's look great when you draw them up <laughs> hey, there. Get him in there with John Gruden on ESPN. Hey, I'm gonna tell oh. you this play. Go in there and draw it. Hey, got his paper and pen, drawing that yeah. bad boy up. Like, yeah. oh, you're an all-American on the on the whiteboard. Great. Yep. Yeah. That and that's and he's a whiteboard coach. Like he doesn't he doesn't get a feel for the game. He doesn't make adjustments. He does, he can't grit out a game like all these other teams can. Like. And again, we talked about it again. Like that was the perfect game. Like that should have been a, you know, uh, you know, two running back, two tight end packages, gritting out three or four yards, trying to steal field goals. No, you, you still ran it out of the shotgun when there's no threat oh of the quarterback. All no threat. Still running RPOs. Still running RPOs, and there's zero chance you're going to run it. 
Um, Missouri didn't, it's not like Missouri was just dropping back. They weren't running stunts. Uh, you know what I mean? They were just running straight up. It actually was, if anything, if I'm Missouri, I'm upset at that game. Like I understand that they got the big cotton bowl win and they're happy, but for a half of that game, if I'm a Missouri fan, I'd have been more mad. Like Ohio state literally gave up, you know, in the first quarter, just, just up, up and down the board, like essentially conceded the game. Uh, and that's fine. Just don't play it. Like if you if you if that's how you're going to play that game, just don't play it. Like you're not Ohio State is not better going into spring practice after that bowl game. Like that bowl game did nothing to make that team better going into spring practice. Like a couple of guys, like Jack Sawyer, might make some money off of it. Burke definitely could make some. Like Burke's got to go. Like Burke Burke is on top. He does not want. He does not want to pull a. Um, you know, uh, I'm sorry. If I. I the, his name escapes me from a few years ago that stuck around one oh, year too Sean, long. Sean Wade. Sean Wade. Don't do that. Burke, go. Go as fast as you can. You're you're good enough to go to the NFL. There's no reason for you to come back. Sawyer, your tape's never going to get better. You're going to look good at the combine. You don't want to be here for what's going to happen next year. Like, nothing's <laughs> going to get better. Um, just, just so a couple – That's it. but that's the only guys that benefited. The team did not benefit. Oh, here's what we know. Don't have a quarterback. <laughs> um, we don't know who the wide receivers are because when, when it got to crunch time, all they did was lean on Igbuka. We know Igbuka's good. <laughs> we know Igbuka's good. Like that didn't do us any good. Uh, it just, just on and on and on. And then I don't know, just how many more press conferences can we hear a day? You know, he, he, he says every, he's, he's, he's been raised by Belichick. He just gives you the, you know, ho hum, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's the same thing every time. He's just another dude at coach. Like people need to. I, I understand how good that 2019 team was, but it, it's gone, man. It's gone. 2020 was a different animal. Yes, I, I agree. 2020, they were good. Last year, they had one great game, and and, and should have pulled it off. They didn't. Um, I, I don't know what to say. Jeff, I got last one last thing here for you. We talked about a topic about Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama. We'll have to save that. It was before the show, Jeff. We're going to, have to save that for the next time you come on because we both went on rants and it was it was <laughs> they needed this and we we needed it too. Somewhat therapeutic. We say it all the time, Jeff. This this show has become therapy for us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 been a rough weekend. I've been venting. I got everybody's been asking me today, and I'm giving them. But here's the thing: the one thing that I'll say about Jeff is like, you guys, get, please go back and listen to all Jay shows, listen to my shows. I have not changed my position no, on Ryan no, Day over the no. last year. Like I was everything I said about this year. If you go back 365 days and me and Jay did a show, I promise you, this is what I said was going to happen. Like uh, I don't like to toot my own horn, but toot toot. <laughs> Jeff, there's one thing that I noticed, and it was against it was Florida State, Georgia, the Orange Bowl, and we all knew there were going to be guys that were going to be opting out. Didn't know how they would play, but you knew that Florida State would not be the Florida State that they were when they went 13 to no in the regular season, won the ACC championship. Brock Glenn, a former Ohio State commit, third string quarterback on Florida State because the backup is not on the team anymore. I believe. I don't think it, I don't think he transferred. I don't think he was hurt. But anyways, the backup didn't play. The third-string quarterback, Brock Glenn, true freshman quarterback, is the rust on the front street. He was more prepared for that moment in that game yeah. than Devin Brown. Yeah. I understand Devin Brown was injured part of the year, so he didn't get a lot of the reps that he may have gotten being a backup, backup quarterback. 
But Ryan Day and Mike Norvell had the same amount of time. Actually, Mike Norvell had less because he was in the ACC championship when Ohio State was sitting on the couch trying to figure out where they would play in the bowl game. So all, I'm going somewhere, and it's why is your third-string quarterback at Florida State more prepared than Devin Brown, who has been at the program longer than Brock Lynn was at Florida State, who knows the offense better at Florida, at Ohio State than Brock Lynn does at Florida State. Ba I mean, based off tenure, I don't actually know. Based off time on campuses, you should know Brown, Mo know the offense better than Brock Lynn. But also, it goes into, does Ryan Day trust his arm? Because I watched Brock Lynn down there at Florida State, and I realized it was the Orange Bowl, and I realized – they're probably planning on being down really early based on how good Georgia was, which was the reality of that game. When Ohio State really at times struggled to run the ball and offensive line struggled here and struggled there, I never saw Ryan Day trust Brown's arm once. So when I talk about unproven, it's not just what Jeff has said. Jeff took a little bit further. I always talk about throws and just pass attempts. I'm trying to be really nice. He has so many pass attempts in these amount of games. Jeff says, we have no quarterback currently on the roster that has thrown a meaningful touchdown in college football. Maybe Ryan Day doesn't trust the quarterback's arms, which goes back to Jeff, the recruiting at Ohio State, and why it needs to get better. I cannot say what I want to say, Jeff. We're thinking probably the same thing. We're trying to keep it nice here, but yeah. <laughs> the recruiting has to get better at this position. That's all I'm going to say there. Yeah, yeah, you got to quit coaching. Like it, it looks like everything they learn is on seven on sevens or on a whiteboard. But that's or what against... these kids are growing up on. They're growing yep, up on seven against... on seven, and Ryan Day has so to try how... to change that. Yeah, it, it, but it feels like the, he's like it's it's no different than college basketball. Like they're only recruiting these kids on these. He's he's cutting out the middleman instead of doing the work. He's going to the prep schools and he's doing all this. He's going to the guys that they tell him like, "Hey, this guy's this guy's a four star. Go check him out." If if Anybody on earth thinks that Devin Brown is a starting <laughs> top 25 quarterback, you're out of your mind. No offense, Devin Brown. Like, I bet I think you're a I you're I want to put this out there 10 times the athlete I ever was. I also wasn't a starting quarterback for a playoff contender. Like, you're just not that dude. And whoever said it was, that's not your fault. I said the same thing about McCord. It is not your fault. You're like you're put in a position, you're trying your best, and you're doing what you can, but like. For for a high state not to have, like, to not to just have a dude on the roster and be like, I don't know, this dude, you know, like, for instance, uh, Braxton Miller, a lot of people don't know this. He played for, Braxton Miller played for a small school down in Southern Ohio. Like, I got a friend that his nephew played with Braxton Miller. This is not a prep school. This is not a giant. This is not Toledo Christian or whatever. This is a small school down in Wayne County, Ohio, that Braxton Miller, but he excelled at it. He was one of the best athletes anybody in that area has ever seen. But the key is they were able to be like, that dude is a baller. Ezekiel Elliott, same way, played for a small division school out in Missouri. Uh, you know, they played for, did not play a big time football program, but he was a standout. And you're able to see the athleticism and get him to the team. Now we're doing the opposite. We're taking these guys, like, if anything, like McCord, for instance, playing with Marvin Harrison in high school is a negative because it's like, well, yeah, I could be a good quarterback with that dude. Um, so it's like, you know, you're not finding the diamonds in the rough. You're taking the easy way out. 
And, you know, it's like Duke basketball for years. You know, Coach K was like, I'm not doing one and dones. I'm doing it the way I was going to do it. He did that for about five years. And then he's like, never mind. Right. Uh, right. I want to go back to winning. So I'm going to I'm going to go back and get the best athletes now. And they're going to be one and done. And I'm not going to care. And he won another championship. Like, there's where we're at with Ohio State. Like, you got you got to start going. You got to start getting the guys that stand out. You got to start getting the dog, so to speak. Um, you know, we're told that Aaron Nolan, you know, coming in. I, I don't know if Ohio State's ever had a guy coming in, maybe Terrell Pryor, that had so much weight on his shoulders as a young guy of like, you got to turn this around tomorrow. Uh, you know, Pryor was able to come in. He was coming in after, you know, Troy Smith, a couple, couple down years. But like when Pryor came in, it was like, it, and again, Trestle of all people, everybody talks about, you talk about the, the you know, Trestle old school and all this. Trestle was more advanced than anybody ever remembers mm-hmm. because Pryor came in, he's like, okay this kid is different than everything I've ever done. And I've got this other kid over here that does it the way that everybody thinks you should do it. But I see the future. And by the end of the year, outside of one bad play by Anderson Russell, they would have won, you know, the Fiesta bowl that year. And then prior the next year, you know, beats Oregon, the next year beats Arkansas. And then the next year probably, you know, would have contended for a national championship. So like, these are the dog, these are the people that you got to bring in, um, I'm so, but what's on the roster now ain't it? Like I don't know what else to say. Like I'm tired. I'm, I can't. I can't. You know, tiptoe around this. Like it ain't it. Like it's time to bring in some dudes. We've been saying that since we've been doing this show together. It's been too long that we've been saying it. So obviously it all falls. I mean, what else can you say? It falls on day. Like why are you not seeing the dudes? You got they got so fortunate and brought Justin Fields in, and for two years, like no nobody nobody owes Justin Fields more money. Than Ryan Day. I've said that all year. Jeff, we need more time, man. We need a lot more time. <laughs> Got to get you back on because I definitely want to hit the conversation I thought we had comparing Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia's mm. rosters. Y'all want to wait for this one. We hit on it a little bit previously, but Jeff and I, we need an entire show, not 60 seconds, to tackle that topic that might be coming your way here soon. You can follow my guy, Jeff Hunt, on Twitter or X, excuse me, at jhunt 6 You can follow me on the same platform at jstevens07. Jeff Nee Sports, the Off the Ball Network. You can find all of his work. He's a great, great host, great <laughs> analyst of the football, and passionate about the Ohio State Buckeyes. We're out of here on the first hump day in 2024. We'll see you next time.